Welcome to the True Face Podcast. Hey guys. Hey everyone. We're here. We are. Sam, aren't you going to say anything? Hello. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> Bill. Everyone just slow turned and John, looked at Sam. <laughs> Brittany, Sam, David. David, in case you didn't know. Yeah, in case they didn't know. Uh, we're still talking about the wise in Proverbs. And just so you know, we have a lot more to go just in case, you know, getting antsy. Are they getting like fearful? I don't know. Like maybe this won't ever end. Maybe it won't, but I I think it will, but not today. Not today. for sure. Yeah. So with that piece of wisdom firmly entrenched last week, (laughs) Brittany, what, uh, what were we, what was the main point of what we were talking about last week and how does that flow into what we're talking about today? Man, you're asking for one point from last week. We had a lot of points from last week. We talked about how the wise can bring healing. We talked a lot about influence, actually, Mm -hmm. and how when we let other people influence us, it can lead us to the fountain of life as opposed to the snares of death, which pick your poison there. I feel like I'd rather have the fountain of life personally. Than the snares of death. Um, And and that when, when we put good work and effort into cultivating wisdom, receiving wisdom, growing in wisdom, we get to have more influence Mm -hmm. for other people. And that means we get to share wisdom because we're receiving wisdom. And uh, we talked a little bit about building up your house or cultivating your life and, and how that leads to more, more influence, more wisdom. Well just that great cycle. Didn't know where I was going there. Wasn't the snares of death in Princess Bride? It was. It was. was. I believe so. Is that what it's called? I don't know. Uh, Some of these verses, um, John, you were saying that, you know, you look at them and and you need their counterbalance. And there's a lot of counterbalance with the fool and things of that. And some of these verses, you look at them and you go, "Ah, I really don't know how to apply that right out of the gate. But what we're trying to do is apply grace. So how how does grace have anything Mm. to do with these? And the first one. Bill, why would a prudent person conceal knowledge? Why, We're in why twelve twenty three. Why why would we be doing such a thing? Um, I think a couple of things come to my mind. Um, one is that we want to be wise to understand that oh, we're looking for a response, not a reaction, when we're engaged with other people. And and a principle we teach all the time is is to seek permission. Do I, do I have permission to say what I really would love to say at this moment into your life? I personally would love to be consistent in what I'm going to say. I am not going to risk speaking prematurely into your life. But I, I'm willing, I know that for a fact about you. Yeah. Almost painfully. Yeah. yeah because, because something happens. When we speak prematurely, we get a reaction. And that reaction shuts that person down from hearing. What we're looking for is we're looking for a response. Because response, the heart is open. And a wise person catches that and looks for that moment and speaks truth into that moment. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So not just looking for every opportunity to spit out every piece of knowledge you might have to say. Right. Yeah. Right. And just to give kind of a rounding out of what we're going to be talking about so that I can ask some more questions of everyone who's sitting here is um, in 1316, it says every prudent man or person acts with knowledge. And then in 1418, it says the prudent are crowned with knowledge. Uh, Sam, you, you had some thoughts about knowledge 
that uh, I'd love for you to share? I don't think knowledge is exclusive to the wise. We can all know things. Um, I think that wisdom comes from your heart's motivation uh, for what to do with that knowledge. If um, if the fool's motivation is to, even the right fool's motivation is to be heard, then the wise or the motivation of the wise is to bring healing. Mm. Um, yeah, Amen. that's so interesting Amen. how you know you had said earlier that fools can be right. <laughs> fools can know stuff. They can know the temperature. Yeah, yeah. they can. <laughs> they can have facts, but that doesn't that doesn't make them wise. Um, even if you know the same things as a wise person and a foolish person, like you just said, it's it's the motivation that changes what how it's received and whether or not it's foolishness or wisdom. Yeah, Bruce was saying something which I thought was really succinct, and it was that you can have a lot of knowledge without any wisdom but you really can't have wisdom without any knowledge mm. and so that speaks to what you're saying sam is what you do in your heart with the knowledge that you have really speaks to the wisdom and prudence that we're talking about yeah absolutely and so you're going to want to gain you're going to want to gain some knowledge to act upon so that your wisdom can act upon it probably right. is what we're, th- we're thinking about I, th- I think that the relationship in all three of those verses is that relationship between wisdom and knowledge. Mm. So, so it's it's like I want to be careful to understand that it's imperative that I know the scriptures. I want to be. I want to say that I don't want to be passive when it comes to the Bible. What's What's really important is that the knowledge of the scriptures. It's not as important as the application of the truth that is in the scriptures. Mm-hmm. And that's so the, the wise are constantly looking for the knowledge, but they're the ones who are discovering the truth in it. Yeah, yeah. So uh, you're bringing something up which uh, I don't think is really that interesting, but I'm going to talk about it anyways. It's about <laughs> butter. Of all things. Well, I, yeah. yeah, you haven't said that yeah. before, David. No. Go ahead. No, I was, I was talking to uh, a friend about butter, and I was like, why, why does it say to soften butter versus melt butter when you're baking? And they said, well, it's, it's actually a different chemical. Con- it's it's a different chemical. It actually does something different. And I had no clue what that meant. And they're like, well, you know, if you, saw, if you fold the butter in, then it actually creates... Uh, little air bubbles, which are going to let the cake rise really nicely. If you do it the other way, then it's going to be a little bit more moist, but it's going to be flatter. And I was like, wait, so you're saying that just putting the right ingredients in is not enough. It's not just about what it is. It's about what it is, when, how. And so when you're thinking about wisdom, it's not just that you have this piece of information. It's not just that you if I have A plus B, then I C. It's about having the ability to, in context, know who is this for? What is it for? Yeah. How am I going to use it? And what am I trying? What is my goal? And if you don't have those things in mind, then you maybe don't have wisdom in mind for what you're trying to do with knowledge. David, that was good. Look wow. at you. Oh, that was butter. good. That was a very think, nice. Are we just, we're just done now? That, that I was feel a, like, wow. That was a real nice uh, application of what we're talking about. Also, I'd like cake now. <laughs> and Natalie's been with us for one year, and we have cake outside. So all things come together for good. There you all go. There you go. One of the things that we talked about is that um, wisdom uh, gives us the ability to see reality. Hmm. And, 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 and being able to see reality, then I can minister to it. 
if if I don't have wisdom, I I don't see reality. Everything's darkened. There's there's not a light there, and and so knowledge helps me tremendously learn things, but wisdom teaches me the reality in the things I learn. Mm-hmm. And how to apply the it, knowledge that you've gained. Exactly. Yeah. Like it's interesting. To, Bruce was saying, knowledge gets an upgrade here. It's not It's not an opposition to wisdom. Mm-hmm. It, is, it is a component, exactly mm-hmm. as you're saying, David. And, and I think sometimes I, I want to put mm-hmm. them in opposition yeah. to each other, and, yeah. and Solomon doesn't do that. Yeah, because this verse, uh, the very next one says in fourteen eighteen, the prudent are crowned with knowledge. That yep. speaks exactly to it. Like, w- why would the prudent be crowned with knowledge? What does that even mean? Yeah. As we talked about it at lunch, it's, it's a matter of, oh, my gosh, imagine that there's a crown, and it's worn by the wise, and it's full of knowledge. And, and that's really what he's imagining for us. And uh, over the many years that we've had a chance to minister, one of the things we've realized, there's a lot of people who are satisfied with knowledge. But they don't get the application. Therefore, they never experience grace. If, if you don't understand the application of wisdom, you'll never experience grace. Yeah, and it's the difference, I think, about people that have that are truly wise and and know so much. They know a lot of knowledge and they also understand how to apply that truth to people's lives and how different it feels when they talk to me, even when I share with them and they have compassion, they have empathy and they're able to, to take that knowledge and apply it to my life in this really personal, this really um, nuanced way, as opposed to people that will just quote a Bible verse at me and, and that's knowledge. They know the Bible and they know that verse and that's great, but it doesn't feel like knowledge. Um, and it's not, it doesn't minister to my heart. It's only, it's mm-hmm. wisdom when they can help me apply what I a lot of times know. I might know that verse. I might know that truth, but I need you to help me apply it in my context, in my mm-hmm. life mm-hmm. so that I can experience wisdom, mm-hmm. not just be yeah. fed more knowledge. So good. Give so me a good. vision as to why to trust it. And hopefully you've got something from your life as to why you've trusted it and it, and it worked. You were t- like last week, Bree, you were, Bree was talking about, you were saying how she's been doing youth ministry for a long time. And she was saying, sometimes people aren't ready to hear it, mm-hmm. but what you're doing as somebody who's there for someone is you're trying to find out their story. You're trying to be there for them so that at the right time, in the right moment, you can give them words of wisdom that at other times might've just been knowledge. But you're finding that perfect timing to give them something that is life-giving. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Well, that is all that we have time for this week. But next week, we will be back with more on the wise character in Proverbs and how grace applies to it. Yeah. See you next week. See you guys the, next week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.